I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, Matt. Hello, mate. How have you been? Good. This week, Huddersfield top of the league. Tottenham top of, well, second league. We've just smashed the best team in Europe. Well, best team in Europe before Spurs played them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's that? I don't know. Man City? Some pat, pet prick. I saw that. That was an amazing result. You must be delighted with that. Oh, just outrun out them. I, I was. I, I kind of counted this game as a free game. Like no one's gonna get get past Man City, and if you do, you're gonna have to really be lucky and scrap it. But we deserved it. We were fantastic. Did you? Yeah, genuinely. And this isn't me being smug. I think universally, this is the, the consensus. Spurs did you, deserve this game. Yeah. And they'd won every game. Yeah. Wow. In the league, yeah. They'd, yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah. they only drawn against Celtic, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Because Scottish football's poop in it. Can I say that? Are they gonna write? Is that gonna wind people up? Stu won't like it. No, he agrees. He knows Does the he? level. Well, yeah, but he's, but he's, it's like one of them things, isn't it? Where you know, like uh, I don't know if you, you got brothers or sisters. What you got a lot? Five of, brothers, yeah. Five brothers. So it's probably one of them things where at school, if someone says something about your brother, yeah. you're mad. But yeah. you can sit there and slag off your brother. It's a bit like that. I think with Scottish football. Yeah. He can say it. Yeah. But anyone else it, he'd get fiercely. He'd get old William Wallace on you. Well, look, but they'd be deluded because it is pup. They are deluded. <laughs> They're deluded people, the Scots. <laughs> What I did enjoy, and, and, I, and I love Scotland, I love Scottish people, but I remember going up to um, watch England versus Scotland in that friendly, and it was just after the referendum where they'd voted no, and it was just, you know, like football fans' humour, it was just made me laugh, because the, the song, A, we murdered them, yeah. that 2-0 or 3-0 or something like that, yeah, so they didn't have a kick, and right from the off, it was just all England, and yeah. The, the the volume of noise coming from our end and they didn't even get like, you know from where's your famous atmosphere yeah. where's your, to, to, to songs that, that were beautiful like um, you know we all voted excuse me like we all voted yes we all voted yes <laughs> fuck off Scotland we all voted yes <laughs> to then the other one which was which was just ringing out across the air which was British till you die. <laughs> You're not British <laughs> till you die. Uh, I was just like, that's so funny. Do you know some of the best humour comes out of football shards in the terraces? It's all often derided as a place that's filled with by scum. Yeah, but there is there's a lot of wit and there is. Yeah. G- g- give us one. Give us an example. Oh, he's not going to be in the spot. Um, no, mine are all about hating Arsenal, not witty I, at all. But. I'll give you. A, we went to Nottingham Forest once when they got relegated from the uh, the Prem, yeah. and we were like, we thought it was clever to go crying on the telly. <laughs> we saw you crying <laughs> on the telly, and they just sort of like giggled and then sung back. Being on the telly, you've never been on the telly. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, Donners!" Yeah, yeah, you're like, "All right, fair play." I still haven't got any. I was racking my brain. Yeah, um, I was trying to give you a minute to think. You was coming up with an in- interesting concept about Huddersfield because you, you, you're just top of the league again. 
I know. And I, and I was like, because we were talking about what... I went... What is, yeah, you did. Uh, Ipswich Town. Ipswich is wonderful. Um, Although, can I just say, oh, yeah. 35 quid a ticket. You know we had the Football Sports Federation on, 20s playing. £35 a ticket at Ipswich. Yeah. £35. Got there, it's a long drive. Got there about two minutes past. Dan, little my little cousin, Dan, yeah. who worked here for a while. Got a girlfriend now, well Got, in Dan. Yeah, he, how did you detect that? Because his he's, he's, he's profile on LinkedIn changed from him looking like Dan that I know <laughs> to this kind of suave... Like yeah. short back and sides, this proper confident look, and I was like straight away turned away around to you and went, "He's getting it. He's had sex. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's fair play. Yeah. So so, so anyway, me and little Dan went. We get there about two two minutes past three. Like quick, quick. How do we get in? They're like, um, yeah, you uh, you can't buy tickets here. Like uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you got to pay cash. Like how much is it? Like thirty five quid a ticket. I'm like, who, who in this day and age carries seventy pounds? <laughs> Around with them in cash. <laughs> Seriously, does anybody? No, it's card. It's madness. So, so then he's like, yeah, and the guy didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the guy literally watch like, the game. Yeah. don't watch the, the game. The guy was like, yeah. Uh, so, like, all right, where's the cash point? He's like, we don't have one at the ground. Like, where's the nearest cash point? Go to the train station. Went to the train station. There's some kind of refurb going on, so you can't get to the cash point. Oh, so man. we were, well, Dan was obviously. I'm, I'm at a certain age, and he was like, "Dan, you're young. You should run." So he was running around trying to find. So we get in 20 minutes late. I know, but we won. We beat him. Yeah, stayed top. So yeah. So we sort of saying, "What if Huddersfield? Stay, what if they stay, stay top and, and reach the promised land in inverted commas?" Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you remember, when we first started the podcast last year, I said that um, I was talking about I'd rather. Uh, reign in hell than serve in heaven yes um, and I, th- I kind of don't know if I want to go up I mean I want to win the championship yeah who doesn't want to win you know I'm competitive as fuck yeah so I want to win yeah I want us to win and after I've been watching Huddersfield since I was seven I've been watching Huddersfield for 33 years yeah and it's been fairly miserable I've travelled all, I've been to loads and loads of grounds. I supported them when I was at uni. I used to go back every couple of weeks to play football and watch Huddersfield. I even had a season ticket. Well, so I've been in London for 20 years or whatever. I've, I've been a season ticket so all that time. you've been through it all. I've been through it all. And I've stayed with them. And I don't know if I want them in the Premier League. I don't know if I want us going to Tottenham, yeah. to Man U, to Chelsea, getting pumped, <laughs> daft. Yeah. Getting humiliated. In front of millions, and just being, but but also like I, I'm not sure that sometimes people are happy. Like the, the Premier League, just kind of I don't know. It's there's something about it that just makes me feel a little bit, a little bit kind of like, do I really want to become one of them? Yeah. So I, I I think that if we if we do win the championship, in a way, after all I've been through, I've won football. Yeah, you've completed the game. I've completed it. Yeah. In the same way that FIFA have completed racism, you've completed football. Yeah, I'll have completed football. Cause what, and and I, I think at that point I can maybe even step away from the game. That would be a great time to step away from it. It's hard. I mean, everybody, I don't care how old you are, the, the vast majority of people actually get to a point where they, they think, all right, I've had enough of this game, I can't go through it, it's too expensive, whatever it is, and they... They take a, a, a step back. And you can I, choose that time, like like a boxer in his prime. So, so it's almost like a they they leave the game under duress, or, or like that they're, yeah, they're, 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 they they reach it at a point out of frustration or just apathy. But I could just walk away. Wait at the top. Fuck. Yeah, and not just like you're doing on a moral principle of not entering the 
for the Premier League and what it is because it's a different and beast. What if the club just did that? Like, we're it. We're just gonna we're just gonna turn <laughs> off. We're, we're done now. We've completed what, it. I think you're in the minority here, Matt. I think out of it, all yeah. of the Huddersfield fans have waited for this their entire lives. Yeah. Um, but I get where you're coming from, and, yeah. I, and I, I kind of appreciate it. How did we get on in the the draft? Right. Well, we, we we didn't do well. We gave it the big one last week. I know we didn't do well on it, and I think it's because the contest it was it only had it only had several teams plus a few of the fixtures. Yeah, and um, it's probably the, the game wrong, rather than us. Yeah, the game was wrong. <laughs> um, but no, we there was about seven or thousand people that played in that tournament. Uh, we finished. Um, we were like four or five thousandth. So the great thing is, is that anybody that that played. Uh, so thanks for you the, for those of you that did. Yeah. Uh, you get an extra bonus. You're likely to have finished above us, yeah. and you're likely to have now got another free entry into something else. But we're going to do it this week, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to be fair, if you finish below five thousand, you don't deserve anything. No, you don't deserve oh. nothing. No, not at all. Because we, we were poor. So, so anyway, it's international fixtures this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a little tournament on that, um, and, and we're going to uh, we're going to sort it out. Yeah. So yeah, this week's going to be the one where uh, where we prove our our worth. Yeah, and daily fantasy is just so much better. It is. It's it's, it's, it's much more interesting. I, I don't really like fantasy sports that much until like I kind of play. That sounds like this sounds like I'm making it up, but genuinely, yeah. if you if you if you play this, and it's, it's quite interesting if you get your friends involved as well. Cause you yeah. can see it jump across each other uh, and go up the rankings. And but the, the the awkward one though is that so you know I like my NFL mm. right, and I know probably anyone listening to this doesn't care about that. Yeah. But I really like the Oakland Raiders, and they've been shit as well. So it's the Huddersfield Oakland. I only support really shit teams, but I get really attached to them. Mm. Loyal, five. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was watching the Raiders play the Ravens, and a guy that's playing for the Ravens, I put in my one week daily fantasy team, uh, and he scored a uh, like a massive touchdown. And I was, you kind of find yourself almost like wanting your own team to lose. Well, no, but Lee, when you've got a player that you've got money riding on, you get kind of attached. So it is a really interesting way to watch the. Uh, uh, watch the game for sure. Yeah, so uh, do you know the URL? Well, if you go uh, draftkings.co.uk forward slash Ball Street, uh, there's a, you need to go on there, you need to click on there. Otherwise, if you don't enter via that one, then if you beat us, you won't get a prize. So you need to go on there, mm. uh, click the link, follow through, play the tournament, um, and uh, and good things happen. I think there's even like a free little offer where you might get something else. So check nice. it out. Should we go and speak to Danny Gavadon? Let's get let's get Gabby Don in. Quite looking forward to meeting him. The long ball street. Welcome back to the Long Ball Street Podcast. Today we're joined by Danny Gabadon, who, well, let's let you play for West Brom. He played for Cardiff, West Ham, QPR and 49 Caps of Wales. That's correct. That's not yeah. bad, is it? No, it's not bad. That's not a bad career. Gary Doherty of Tottenham didn't have a career like that. And there isn't a comparison between that. It's just that we were just talking about him and he's on my mind now. Gary Doherty is on your mind. Yeah, there's there, there's a moment, there's a there's a time of being a Spurs fan. You, I, I think you're not a proper fan unless you've gone through some proper turmoil. Okay. Yeah. And Gary Doherty was the kind of personification of the turmoil I went through as a child at, right. at being a Spurs fan. We're also joined by Jim Owen. Hello, mate. Thanks for calling me out from Sal's bench for this. Yeah. Well, I just thought it'd be an interesting um, dynamic, given that Danny's obviously just recently retired, last couple of years. Yeah. And you former football agent. 
Um, and some of the stuff I want to talk about in terms of like the transfers from Cardiff to West West Ham and, and how that sort of stuff manifests. Because I think as fans, we're often there's a lot of fans look at transfers really in a simple fashion. They say, "Why hasn't this player signed? Why hasn't you know if the, this club wants a bit more money, just more money, just chuck some more money at it?" I think we we think about things too simply, and I just I'd be curious to know how that. That happened, Danny, and, and, and especially because yeah. your mate James Collins went at the yeah. same time, didn't I've you? got a few questions as well, Danny, that yeah. I'd like to ask you. So I thought Why didn't you reply to my Facebook request? Not no. Facebook, <laughs> friends, friends Reunited. That's how I used to sign players. I was the first agent to try and do it. And I definitely <laughs> Friends Reunited you up. Now you're an agent, you've got to learn to do this kind of stuff. So we come with that later. Yeah, so. and Danny, you've made your first steps into being an agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have, yeah. Um, well, it's always been the plan, really. The last kind of couple of years when I was finishing up playing, um, it was always the plan, um, speaking with my agent to, to kind of come on board with the company there and 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 do something in some capacity. So um, that's how I was kind of gone. Uh, retired just over a year ago now and kind of went straight into that and, yeah, trying to trying to help the agency in, in any way I can, really. So, yeah. New New Era Global Sports, but oh, yeah, New Era. Jake, that's uh, Jake Mallon. Yeah, that's Jake Mallon, Jamie Rio. Rio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good so, firm to be fair. Oh, right, Although I'm they saying. were the one who nicked Jesse Williams off me, but you know, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, we won't hold that against I might have had something to do with that. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> 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 we told the story in the past, but for those who haven't listened, go on. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Dumb me out of a, a few commissions here, then, but that's what, wait, there's someone what coming from behind the curtains, like the Wizard of Oz. Sorry, I didn't realise it started. I just need to grab a camera. Do you mind like, we're doing a podcast? Yeah, it's just because we had James on the podcast the other week, and now he's just been hanging around all the time, whenever we're doing it, just milling around, trying to get on. Oh, not wanting uh, today, mate. Like yeah, a bad okay. smell. Yeah, yeah, hiding in the curtains. So. You, we do you do hanging up the boots podcast, yeah. and you brought Alejandro uh, Fowling yeah. falling on, yeah. and uh, James is like he's, he's a fanboy, massive massive fan of Fowling, and he was kind of speechless when when he walked in. To be fair, <laughs> Fowling has a presence, doesn't he? He's kind of this yeah. South American kind of. He's got a left foot. Yeah, for a, it's a wand that left. Yeah, yeah, before he got the bad injuries, he was killing. You know, what yeah. a player! Yeah, he probably would have got a big move. You know, he was playing so well, and then. Um, I actually played in the game he got injured it was a cup game against I think it was MK Dons and everyone was kind of saying before the game why is he even playing because he'd been playing in the Premier League and he thought he'd just give him a rest for this yeah. one he played ended up cool. kind of doing his crucial ligament and then I think yeah. he's done it maybe tw- twice since then as well so just really setting backs at the time he yeah. was you know everyone was kind of watching him he was he was performing so well but yeah. what, what a great guy as well though sound. nicest guy one of the nicest sound. guys you'll ever meet sorry Jim before yeah, James yeah, oh yeah can we go back to how you stole my best client <laughs> let's go back to that actually if that's the case I owe you a massive drink because uh, that was the final nail of the coffee for me but it kind of proves my point what I said what happens with the, the smaller agencies they have a really good relationship with a player and then the player will move up a division and then a bigger name player and I always thought it was Rio yeah. I always thought it was Rio put his arm around because I knew uh, Ash was mates with his Rio, with, with um, Rio and his family they'll say who's your agent and if they haven't heard of him you know, they say, oh, come with my agent, my agent will, you know, get you a move and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it feels like that's what happened on this occasion, but it's part of the business. So and it wasn't Rio, it was Danny. Looks like it, yeah. <laughs> Danny, go, if you put your hand around Ashley Williams and say, mug, get, mug that agent off his shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say put it like that. No, <laughs> no but um, it's, it's, look, it's fine, it's totally part of the business. And it, as I said to you, it was, when that happened with Ash, 
I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done with this business. I, can't, I couldn't have done any more for that guy. Mm. And, um, and it helped me move my life in a much better direction. And, and as I've said to you many times, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm out of that side of the business now. So um, don't worry. We're, there's no whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to start on. You've done me a favour. Now it pays way over the contract. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little surprise, surprise yeah. for a little moment there. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, God. When I was writing the running order, something did tweak on my head, and this isn't why. Obviously, I bought you one. I just thought Cardiff, <laughs> and I thought um, obviously Ashley Williams. Is, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's close to going to Cardiff. Uh, Ridge, were you there when Ridgedale? Yeah, well, I just kind of left when he kind of came in. Really, that season's yeah. when I left. And so. Dave Jones, Dave Jones. Yeah, the I literally I was there for like a day when he came in as the uh, manager, and then I left okay. and went to West well, I think they were so. trying to get Ash to replace you then. Um, <laughs> so, but look, no, it happens, and I, I didn't hold any grudges to the agent because I was obviously as an agent at the time trying to nick anyone's yeah uh, uh, players because that's what you're trying to. Do. It's a cutthroat business, and uh, you know if you can use um, a great relationship uh, with one of your players to get another player within the team, that's you know. That's, again, that's just all part and parcel of it. Dave, what, what do you think of the state of agents in football currently? So when you were playing, it was regulated, I mean, the early yeah. days in your career, yeah. where agents had to have a certain level of um, understanding. Yeah. Um, but now it's been deregulated and anyone yeah. can. Yeah, you had to do an exam, I think, which I think 90% of people failed. It was just very difcult to, to actually yeah, you come get 66% and I got 67 yes. Yes. It is difficult. A lot, most people would fail, wouldn't they? Yeah, it was Not a lot tough. of people would pass it, to be honest with you. Take Why? Is it, is it time legal kind of questions? What it's it legal and, and it, they, what they do is they give you these scenarios. Okay. So they'll say, like, um, they'll create this young player who was 14 and then he moved to another club when he was 16 and then he got a transfer for 1.5 million. How much did the original club owed? And it's mm. like, Jesus Christ. And they give you uh, multiple, uh, there's multiple yeah. choice, okay. which actually helps. No, it doesn't help. It, okay. it, oh, God, it could be that one, it could be that one. So it was, it's pretty tough. I went away to Spain for the week and just got my well, head down. Well, if it was a singular choice, that's not what to do, is it? <laughs> <laughs> give you the answer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's like, it's it throws, like, you, off. Would, yeah. Yeah, it throws you off. Thank okay. you for yeah. Um Yes, but yeah, tough old it's exam. But, yeah. Yeah. but now, obviously, they deregulate it. I think it's something like 500, 600 pounds. You pay the fee, and you're in. You, know, you guys in. can start doing it now if you want. So, cutting um, people's throats. Yeah, yeah. So whether that's actually helped <laughs> the whole industry, I'm not so sure. Um, mm. You know, it's it's like anything. I suppose in any business, you know, there's good agents, there's bad ones. You know, there's there's certain agents who, you know, it's all about the player, and you know, if you keep the player happy, then I think. The other side of things comes, and if the player's doing well, mm. the agent's going to do well. But there's, I think there are a lot of agencies out there who are just driven by money. You see, you know, they're trying to pick up the the youngest players they can now. You know, if you're going to watch a youth team game now, maybe trying to find a you know 16 mm. year old, maybe it's too fair. late. That's it's too late because agencies are gone. Yeah, at 14, they're, they're talking to the parents, they're sweetening the parents yeah, yeah. up, a lot of them. And you see that kid, the, the 13 year old kid who made yeah. his debut for Celtic, Celtic. in the under 20s? Yeah. I, he definitely hasn't got representation. They've no. just. They've just well, I'm on telling you, I'm yeah. telling you that he probably has. He just yeah. hasn't. Really. I'll, I'll sign him, and Danny, you come and nick him off me when, <laughs> when, he, get, when he gets into the first team. I've <laughs> <laughs> gone past that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to keep coming Hold back? I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you the, the true story if you want. If you no, want we'll have that. I'll go with What is it about him? Well, well, if you, he thinks I, you know, no, look, skullduggery to steal his player off him. But yeah, if what you is want the true to know story? What, what actually happened? Then yeah, go I can, on, tell I can, me. I can say. I've got a funny feeling, I know, because the players are ambitious. 
The players are ambitious, and he probably said, "My agent's not doing the job for me. Can't get him moved to the Premier League." Yeah. Um, but the, f- the fact was, I called every Premier League scout, and they all said he, he didn't think he was good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, but the, in the player's head, that happens a lot. You know, players. If if you if your agent can't be perceived doing the job, they'll go quite easily. They'll move to another one. Yeah. Um, so I've been selling I mean, house and I move agents because of that very same thing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So look, okay, and, and my heart had gone from the business to be honest. And Ash, yeah, I, I loved Ash, and his missus was really nice. When my first daughter was born, he sent me a present. We had a really good relationship. My heart, he probably sensed my heart wasn't in it. My, I'd, I'd had a few, you know, horror stories which which we've done before. Uh, so my heart wasn't in it. So if a player feels it, you, you know that my agent's not representing me to the full maximum energy, course, then mm-hmm. uh, and so that's why there was no uh, there's no ill feeling whatsoever. And I wished I wished him all all the uh, luck that he's had, not the luck, but he's had a great career. He still continues to have a great career, and he's now okay. he's proved all those scouts that I spoke to wrong. He's done. He's, he's more than proved that he can handle himself mm-hmm. in the Premiership and a, a lovely guy. And a lovely yeah. International football as well. He's yeah. a great year. To be fair, it's one of the bad parts of. The agency business is, you know, we've had it in New Year as well, where, you know, you put your kind of heart and soul into a player, you know, you think you're doing everything right for them, and then, you know, another agent comes along and, and takes them from you, and, you, you know, you, you invest a lot of time into them, and, mm. and, they, the and they go big... off to someone else. It's just kind yeah. of how it's, how it is more than ever now, really, because mm. there's so many of them, and everyone's trying to get the next. Can I ask you about, game. like, when you were a player, how regularly you got uh, approached by agents? Like, because I remember when I was doing it, I was doing it in reserve games, yeah. training training ground, like car parks. You know, it was before social media. And then, as I said to you, I think, pre, uh, I can't remember whether on air or not, but I was, we were talking about Friends Reunited. That's how I kind of first started to do it. So I just wondered how mm. regularly you were approached. and um, did, did you switch agents that, a few times? I, sw- I switched um, probably twice, I think. Um, but not that much, really. Not that much. It was, I think, back when I was playing, it wasn't, as bad as it is now you didn't have the social media you know the Twitter the mm. you know everyone's just after the players now in, in any way shape or form that they can you know mm. whether it's going to the youth team games every Saturday morning trying to sweeten appearance up whether it's on Twitter mm. you know messaging players on Twitter it's you know whether it's going to hotels on a, on a Friday you know when teams are in a hotel yeah, yeah, staying yeah. Uh, for an away tactical, game, isn't it? Oh, there's yeah. there's so many different ways you can do it now. But, but, but back when I was playing, it wasn't as bad. Like wasn't as bad as it is now. Maybe so. that was a problem, Jim. You're just too persistent. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> buzzing around the car park. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, just one second. Give me one minute. Him again. Can I just ask you? Did you uh, like? How did you do it? Did you make up a person? So did you like catfish them? Like get some like hot birds profile picture and be like, oh, I remember you in. No, friends were united. No, I didn't French pretend, I, didn't pretend like... I went to school with them. What I just you... it was just a way of getting a direct message to them because the way we used to it was either car parks or we could write old school write a letter which would end up in like, a lot of footballs had like I guess like. Pigeonholes that letter would go yeah. in or fan letter. So you know, ninety yeah, ninety percent of people wouldn't have the players wouldn't have picked it up. So I saw Friends Reunited and I've, I could <laughs> see it was a way to communicate directly into yeah. into them because uh, it kind of worked like a direct message. So you just find out what school. And then you just kind of like find them, click on them, and now, well, just like, I, and the way I just like, do it, well, look, I was, I was always or... looking for players with like a, a strange name, like Gabadon, you know, because mm. I knew there wasn't, you know, like Smith, forget about it, John Smith, there's hundreds <laughs> of them. Yeah. So someone, someone. So wouldn't have many injuries. Yeah, so I got lucky with Ashley Williams. I think that's how I first, I got, I got Ash that way. Um, but that was quite a common name, um, but I don't know how I figured Love it out. That. But anyway, there we go. 
Anyway, um, we can move on to from this, okay, the awkward subject. Yeah, <laughs> if you're less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one more, one more question. No, I'm only joking. So um, you was uh, you kind of started football um, like a lot of football. We, a lot of footballers we talked about mm. kind of pressing for trials, going trials, not not get, not being successful. Ba- yeah. Basically, not getting that breakthrough, or then not realizing your potential. And at 17, yeah. you went to West Brom. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Because it's quite an interesting story. Yeah, that's what kind of happened to me really um, from my younger ages I, I went on plenty of trials you know um, I went Chelsea Forest um, I went to I was at Cardiff you know I was I went to a few clubs um, at that time you know, I was playing like a different position I was a winger kind of then when I um, was a bit younger um, and nah nothing really happened I wrote off the clubs as well yeah. I wrote loads of letters or can I have a trial blah 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 and most of them never kind of come back and say yes um, I ended up going to Shrewsbury um, off one of those letters I'd written um, went on trial there did well they kind of said oh we'll call you back we want you back <coughs> never called me back so um, then I went to Cardiff on trial they said the same thing we want you to come back play a game never happened again didn't call me back that's a 16 year old that's heartbreaking yeah so I was just starting my A-levels in school so I was thinking alright well maybe the, you know, the football game's not going to be for me now I started thinking about what am I going to do for my A-levels like, I might be going to university maybe this ain't going to happen like in the back of your mind you're still op- hoping but um, I was starting to think well maybe this isn't going to happen um, and then yeah I was just I was playing for my local team um, and I decided you know what, I'm going to go and play a different position. I'm going to play centre-back again. Um, because I felt when I was going on trial, playing on the wing, I was never getting the ball. I couldn't, you know... Impose yourself Yeah, couldn't it, yeah. impose myself on a game or you don't know who you're playing with, so it's hard to... You know, yeah. I was a little bit shyer as well when I was younger, so I just felt I needed to play in a position where... I'm going to be involved and I can showcase what I can do kind and of thing that's quite a weird that's a, just a risky yeah. tactic to just think oh, I'm not getting much ball out of the wing I'll just go and play centre back yeah <laughs> it was a little bit but I played there when I was younger as well right. I played like centre midfield centre back I played on the wing so it wasn't like foreign to me going back to play there um, so I just thought yeah I'm going to do that um, and then I just I got spotted by a uh, a West Bromwich Albion scout. Can, can, can I ask you, do, who did you have that was um, that was helping you make decisions, or that was coaching you, or that was kind of like who would you go to to talk about this kind of stuff with, or was it just you going right, fuck it, I'm going to play just me? Just me, yeah. You wrote all the letters yourself as well. Yeah, like yeah, I got. Um, I don't know where I got the addresses from. Um, found the addresses to the clubs and just wrote letters to the clubs. Can I, United, say, can I just say? Can I just? Yeah, because <laughs> I heard Leo. I was listening to Leo McKenzie's podcast last night. Um, yeah. Last night, and he did the same. Yeah. Funny enough, I did the same because I was an average player, but I was mm. still writing for trials. I got trial from Brentford that way. Really? Trial with Mill. So I think that's the way it used I to be back that. in the. It I don't know how much you are then, but I think yeah, I'm 37. Yeah, I'm so. like 40. So yeah. back in the day, it what you used to do write to clubs that way. You didn't have like I was from. I'm from a small town in South Wales, Cumbrown. It's called and. You, you didn't have the scouts then that there are now you know there's scouts everywhere watching yeah. games you know in a small town like that yeah. you know they were few and far between so so I, yeah I just got lucky a scout come to watch me liked what I was doing he said I want to take you up to, to West Brom I went up I think played a game they kind of liked what I was doing and then I went up for a week trained for a week um, but before that week I spoke to the youth team manager and he said oh look we've kind of taken our quote on for the season kind of thing because the season had kind of started so he said oh look 
you're going to have to be like exceptional really if we're going to take you on because we you know we've got three centre backs already kind of thing. So straight away I'm thinking, well, what's the point in this? Like, you know, this is like the start of the week before I'd even kind of train. So I'm thinking, well, I'll come here for a week, train, and I'll probably know what's going to happen again, you know, that same kind of letdown and stuff. So trained for the week, like played in another game, did well. Um, and then it came to the end of the week and it was like a first team game. So like they invited like my parents up, whatever. And we went to the, the first team game. We was in a box and all that game kind of finished. And then you know, you just wait and then, you know, like the talk's going to come. So yeah. the youth team manager's got like a mum and daddy and stuff. And he's gone. Look, um, I kind of said to you at the start of the week that um, if we were going to take you on, you're going to need to be really exceptional. And I'm thinking I'm waiting for it now, like, mm. and then but then he said, "Oh look, and we think you're exceptional, so wow. we want that to sign nice. you." Yeah, so like, so when people ask me about what's one like one of your greatest kind of moments in football, that was probably one of my greatest moments. Oh, like, no one would really expect me to say that. They'd be yeah. like, "Oh, well, maybe he's playing for Wales first time or yeah. FA Cup final and stuff like that." But that's probably the one of the best feelings I've ever yeah. experienced that those kind of words I like how they you on it as well judges out did as well it was like that I can imagine that because when you were when you were a school kid and I'm assuming you wanted to be a footballer um, you know in your head you think you're good enough but then when you're hearing someone in a position telling you you, yeah. you actually are yeah you haven't you haven't made it that point, but that's actually yeah. someone reinforcing what you've always yeah. wanted. Believed. Yeah. Yeah. I never read that, but <laughs> I can imagine that would have been an incredible thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. must have given so, you yeah. so much confidence. Oh, it was. Well, you um, don't know whether your parents are there to console you when they exactly. let you down, or there because and, and there's a the pattern. Beast. Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, we, we had the beast uh, Akinfenwa. Okay, yeah. On uh, and he was telling us that he'd got his his the club had told him after this trial at Watford bring your parents. You know, come yeah. to this thing. He's like, his parents had to take a day off work yeah. to come down. And he thinks he's going to get signed. Stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, you haven't made it. See you later. Yeah. And he's kind of like, what the? You just, yeah. My parents are taking a day off work <laughs> for yeah. this. But, uh, John McDermott. But there's also a similarity. We've heard this story, like, because it's always interesting about how people get signed when they're young. Mm. Leon McKenzie, Akin Fenwa and yourself have all, all said that when the pressure's off, when you just can play your game, when you, you look yourself for oh, this is just going to be disappointing, um, that it somehow worked out. Akinfenwa had it when he went out to um, where did he play Lithuania. Lithuania, where yeah. he just thought, I don't care, I'm just going to go out and he was on fire. Leon McKenzie said similar mm. thing last week. So there's something in that, I guess. When the pressure's removed, and you can play your <coughs> game. Maybe so. Almost like you, you thought, right? I'm definitely not going to make this. And yeah. Then you just kind of relax. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I just enjoyed it, you know, because I just thought, okay, well. I got nothing to lose really he's kind of said that and so let's just try and enjoy the, the kind of week and try and soak everything up and mm. and yeah and, and I did well but then I signed it was difficult though at first because you know I was gone from playing on a Saturday or whatever a Sunday afternoon and then being in school all week and then suddenly I'm training every day with lads who are you know miles ahead of yeah. me they've been in the you know the last couple of years training every day yeah um they were stronger than me you know i remember my first gym session where you know we, we were doing circuits and i couldn't even do one kind of chin up and <laughs> stuff it, it was embarrassing at yeah. first but yeah and you see lads you know they're playing two touch i'd never seen anything like this where you know lads yeah. are just kicking the ball a distance and they're keeping it up first time and like, i was just all this stuff i'd never really yeah. i didn't know anything about it so but I soon kind of caught up, you know. It, it didn't take long for me to kind of get up people, to their level. Were people nice to you, or were people? Because now they were, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was lucky for that to be my first club, really, because it's a really 
a family kind of club you know yeah. everyone kind of took me in my youth team coaches were brilliant Richard O'Kelly and uh, John Truick were brilliant with me um, and they believed in me they believed yeah. in me so it didn't take me long to get up to speed but it was funny actually that Shrewsbury played in our youth league as well and I got there signed and within like a few games we then played Shrewsbury nice. yeah my Thanks dad was there as well and we like we hammered them like I think it was like 4-0 or something and the youth team manager recognised me from the trial so after the game he's gone over to my dad and said why didn't you why Sounds didn't you rough. call us back like why didn't you call us back my dad was like you know what, what are you talking about you said that you were going to contact us yeah. to yeah. bring like my son back up and you never did like it's terrifying yeah. human yeah. human <clears throat> beings are in in a position because what, what happened then was this a human being fucked up and didn't call mm. that someone forgot to call or something mm. as simple as that nearly destroyed your what your career could have been completely different um uh, and you know it's to West Brom and eventually Cardiff West Ham's benefit but, but I guess that um, that tenacity that you, that you had was was always going to get you breakthrough at some point I guess you know I, I always believed that I could um, you know I had my teachers telling me mm. you know you're not going to be a footballer you need to start thinking about what mm. you're going to do like you know education wise um, mm. some of my football coaches as well saying the same thing but I always kind of believed I was I was good enough, but you just need that little bit of luck as well. Every mm. every player, every you, kid needs that. You didn't that really kick on at West Brom, though, did you? Was it no, West? I. Um, I actually I made my debut at nineteen. Got mad in a match on my debut, so like I come in, broke into the team, and initially did well. Um, but it all just went pear shaped. Then um, the following season, then I signed a new contract. I think a, a new three year deal. Um, but then change a manager and that just killed me really. Gary Megson came in and was just like one of the nastiest guys I've ever what? dealt with. Yeah. I've heard as a manager he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. He was, Go on. He was, um, I basically left, went to Cardiff on loan. Uh, West Brom were like in Division 1. I went down to Division 3. Basically, I, I would have gone anyway just to kind of get out of there and just play. So, so he, he, he wasn't was, playing, but he wasn't, but he wasn't talking to. He's he just himself a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, and he was just really with the young players, especially the young pros, just really hard on the mm. on the youngsters. Um, I didn't play, and then I don't know. We had a couple of dodgy results, and he came to me and said, "Look, you're playing today, or whatever, um, and you're my best right back, and all this, blah blah." So um, I played. I didn't think I did that bad. Um, I think he might have brought me off, I think. And then he signed, like, Des Little, I think, it was on loan. Right. And then that was that, just... Guy used to play at Forest. Yeah, Forest, yeah. Here. And then I just never played, really, then. Um, and But really, you know, when you're just on someone and, like, for no reason kind of thing. Mm. So I remember one time I played in a reserve team game and Andy Townsend was the... Um, reserve team manager at the time and we played someone and we got beat like it was like three or four nil we got hammered but I actually played a decent game mm -hmm. so like we came after the game Andy Townsend like started giving us a bit of stick but then kind of singled me out as one of the players who had actually done alright and then Megson's actually was watching the game so he's called everyone in the next day all the reserve team boys in and basically just laid into us about the result and all this blah 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 but then he's kind of singled me out and gone oh and you uh, you'll never play in the first team ever again under me blah 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 you, this really? that the other yeah but I had the reserve team manager the night before yeah. telling me I was the, one of the best players so it's so just you kind just of, had a thing about yeah your... had a thing about 
me and a lot of the younger players in general, he was just really like a really hard kind of man. Mm. Um, I had dealings with him when he was Forest. I had a player there, and he uh, was a senior player, and he was on a long contract, and Megson wanted him off this contract, and was just a complete arsehole to him, mm. just like a massive arsehole. Really, just to make, just to like make poisonous. So yeah. just to get him off, so the player would go, oh, you know, this money ain't worth it. He was, you know, a real horrible character. Player, yeah, just tell us. Uh, Paul Evans. Paul Evans, remember striker? him? Yeah, no, midfielder, midfielder, yeah. five foot. Welsh, wasn't he? Five foot, yeah, 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 lovely guy. Yeah, again, you know, really, really lovely footballer. Mm. Right, um, okay. Well, he was just, yeah, he was just to the point where you know you just want to get out of there, kind of thing. So, so Cardiff, he comes to me one day saying Cardiff want you on loan, and I just I didn't even wait for him to finish the sentence. Be honest, you, I was like down the road and yeah, and, and away. back home in a way, and he was back it. home, yeah. So um, it was probably the best thing I did because yeah. I, I was then playing week in week out. That's why I kind of developed quite a lot there. Um, if I'd stayed there, you know, I just wouldn't have played, and he was making my life a misery. Basically, I think I just, he just didn't fancy me as a player. I think at the time I was struggling a little bit with um, I had like a back issue as well. Yeah, where um, I, I remember going on pre-season, I struggled to do like long distance running, so my back would kind of like seize up. And I think that's partly why I think he thought I was just kind of like didn't want to do the running and stuff mm. and I wasn't trying and mm. I think he was that kind of old school kind of yeah. mentality as a manager. Yeah. Just run your Yeah, bastards. I think he thought, you know, I just did maybe didn't want to do it and I think maybe he made his mind up from me kind of then and that was that. So. Didn't really kick on really, did he, after West Brom anyway? So. No. No, he, well, I don't know. He, what did he do after that? No, he, well, he did a decent job. Was it Chef, Chef, Chef Wednesday? Is it Chef Wednesday? But are we oh, talking yeah. about Megson? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's one of them. He's like I a few of the old school have dropped out of the game, which yeah. I think is a blessing. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he's, full, he, he's in that yeah. category I'd reckon he's in, in some sort of greasy spoon somewhere just <laughs> giving the waitress absolute fucking nothing <laughs> can you imagine he comes in the same I said two shuggies <laughs> he couldn't survive the way he was managing then now in the modern day like players are just and that's probably what happened why he mm. never kicked on after that because players just won't have that now the way yeah. he, he was how he used to treat and speak to the players they just you know they wouldn't they wouldn't go out and play for him yeah. if he was like that now so, so he, he managed after that he managed Forest then Leicester then Bolton then Chef Wednesday so all pretty big clubs really mm. but, but it's West Brom that he kind of got them up to the first yeah he, so. did, he did do a decent job there he, should we move on from Mixon I thought yeah, it was way too much yeah, time yeah, on yeah. Yeah. too much time it's, on horrible uh, people yeah, yeah we, we hate you Mixon enough, <laughs> enough about horrible people let's talk about good stuff uh, Cardiff Obviously, he spent was it five years? Yeah, five years at Cardiff yeah. and was part of their ascension into. The, how, how far did they get onto the championship? Um, when I left, yeah, we were championship. I think it wasn't called the championship then. But, yeah, um, yeah, we got to the championship. I think it was. So, um, so that must have been a good good experience to go up through yeah. the leagues with them. Yeah, and it was. It was. Um, as I said, that's where I kind of developed a lot as a player. Um, who were the best players in that team? Um, well, at that time, Sam Ahmad had kind of come in and he was oh, just yeah. throwing his checkbook at all kinds of, of people. Yeah. So he was signing players on, you know, big money for the division we were in. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who signed that season one when I went there. Um, it's funny that, though, oh, man, like, because it tends to be a rule in football, you throw money at it and it works. Yeah, well, we got well, lucky, really. Football. 
a little bit you know we went up in the playoffs I think the first season um, he signed Neil Fortune West I don't, oh, yeah. don't know if you recognise you know, him big lad yeah huge yeah huge but just in that division was just a handful yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. they spent quite a bit of money Good to get to bring him off the bench um, yeah. Reese Weston signed Reese. Really? Yeah. Is that you met Reese? Yeah, that's how we we met kind of through Wales under twenty ones first, and then he come to Cardiff. I come. Um, who else did he sign? Um, there was a there was did the loads came at any point. Bella made that up. Yeah, yeah. He he came came later, later on. on. Later yeah. On. Well, it's just there was a thing about Reese Weston said when he was on our podcast uh, about a couple of months ago, and he, it was interesting to talk because he 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 struck me as someone who didn't really enjoy playing football that much <laughs> he was um, and certainly dealing with the pressures yeah. that, that, that the fans give you in, yeah. in that respect and you have to be quite a strong individual mentally to play yeah. football at top level I'd imagine I'm yeah. not saying he isn't strong it's just that there's some people that are built for it and some people yeah. that have kind of their talent has led them there yeah I think with Reese, um it was always a mental thing with him mm. he always had the talent ability wise I mean, he started off at Arsenal you know he's, he had good school in there so he could play but it was always a mentality thing with him you know if he played a good game on a Saturday he couldn't take that into next Saturday you know that confidence mm, he'd yeah. still think you know oh, I'm a bad player you know you, you just, you'd have to get him going all the time yeah, yeah, confidence wise yeah. you'd have to feed his confidence which is as, as a human being is a lovely trait a lot, you know yeah. that, that you're kind of humbled but I suppose when you yeah. need to be because you're doing you're doing something because um, I mentioned before about your brother your brother playing to yeah. a decent level as well but you, you're doing something that only probably 0.1% of the male population can do and play at that level significantly well and mm. have a career out of it mm. as well so, so, but was you ever affected on the pitch? Does anything? Did you ever hear anything from the crowd? And how much does that impact? Um, I'm always fascinated from a footballer's perspective what you think of supporters <laughs> rather than the other way around. Yeah, no, nah, you you always hear stuff. Um, a lot of the time, it's when the game stops. You know, mm. when you're playing, you're so focused on on stuff, you don't really hear things. But maybe when the game starts for an injury or something like that, suddenly you hear like the odd guy in the crowd Gabadon you fucking shit and whatever it is <laughs> so you, you you know some everyone's personality is different with me I was always like a confident person <clears throat> I never got nervous before games or anything like that um, even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. I can pitch you though still just walking around <laughs> head in the clouds from the you've been exceptional <laughs> from West Brom yeah. and then I just set you up you are, then you were just bulletproof <laughs> you are an exceptional yeah. player do, do, do you remember any any, any, any uh, songs that the crowds had for you that you can kind of recall or any little chants um, that were I never really had any oh. major big chants you know um, I think they the Cardiff fans who was just like oh Danny 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 right, Danny right. Danny Gabidon oh Danny Danny um, <laughs> he is exceptional <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's if you just it must be great to hear, hear crowds chant your name but, but conversely to have it not affect you when they're when they're, they're piling on top of you mm-hmm. I've got to ask you and I'm not sure if you're going to feel comfortable about answering this <laughs> but I have to ask you because I wouldn't be doing my job All right. um, you got fined for a tweet yeah <laughs> can you can you Tell us a bit about that, where that comes from, or would you rather not? <laughs> no, I can explain yeah, that, cool. yeah, of course. Is it West Ham? Um, yeah, um, I think it was our last, my last year at West Ham when we got relegated, I think it was. Um, so we was having like a, a really bad season. Um, and um, obviously the fans had turned a little bit, you know, they were getting on to some of the players and stuff. And I can't remember what game it was, but we lost, I think, at home to someone. And... Villa. Yeah, Villa, <laughs> right, that's it. I think I don't think I played in that or I came on towards the end. Mm. And um so I think on Twitter then everyone was getting a bit of stick, that's that the other and then like players started giving me like a bit of stick and I was thinking, well hang on a minute, like yeah. I didn't even like start the game or anything, so it's a little bit harsh. And to be fair, like I I think I was I'd been out, I was in like a bar or something and it was like two o'clock in the morning, I'd had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Danny. And I yeah you as you do, yeah. <laughs> so I'd I kinda seen like these tweets and it you know when you just your blood balls to the extent where you're like, oh, yeah. I can't like hold my tongue anymore, I've got to say something like So I just went on this kind of little rant and yeah, tweeted it and then my phone rang in the morning, it was like my agent, he was like what did you do last night? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, to me and all this. I was like, oh no. So like, I, yeah, I, I deleted my account and I was off Twitter then, to be fair, for a, f- a, f- a few years. And after yeah. that, like, I'm obviously... At least you didn't on, post a picture of a sort of 80 grand car <laughs> as your team was yeah. going down. No, that's got yeah, 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 Well, you yeah. could have said your phone was hacked as well. But no, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it was um, one of my lower points. Like I did, kind of regret that and to be fair like a lot of the West Ham fans haven't held that one against me too much I think they you know I, I think some of them knew what I was trying to say I just didn't obviously didn't say it in the in the right way I was very I think like, with fans on Twitter is they don't even think you're going to read it as well yeah. but I, think that's not, I think it's a positive thing about Twitter I think like when I was over in Vegas and started seeing all these poker players using Twitter like and the, the, I saw it as a way for the fans to engage with the say athletes poker players are athletes but <laughs> I knew <laughs> when I saw that I knew it was going to be big in football because I knew yeah. it would give footballers an opportunity to speak directly yeah. with, yeah. Uh, with the fans yeah. and um, I think it's nice that they can do that and yeah. then I mean obviously there's going to be certain certain circumstances when mm. a player w- might react badly to a bit of posit- uh, negative but feedback but at least, at least they're passionate about it, at least they're yeah. engaged yeah. it's, it's so different like what I've noticed it's so different tweeting now when you're not playing to when you're playing mm. or if you're doing media stuff now which I am as well you have a much more normal conversation with fans than when you're playing when you're playing you just like get abused you know what I mean yeah. people send you this that the other but what I noticed from when I finished playing you you have much more civil normal mm. 
kind of football chat with fans to, yeah. as to opposed to when you're actually out there on the pitch. Yeah. And Unless you're Michael Owen. He um, gets dogs yeah. abused. <laughs> <laughs> been at BT get dogs abused for it. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. harsh. He must, he must look at him going, why do I bother? Yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, uh, Sam Mamami played after. He's an interesting character. Yeah. He got made his fame at Wimbledon yeah. um, and then bought Cardiff. What, what was he like? Oh, he's bonkers. Bonkers, yeah. But he, in a good way. Um, he galvanised the did. whole place, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he came into that club and, you know, he had a vision for it. You know, he wanted to get the club to the to the top league and, you know, he, he didn't mess about with the money. He was buying players left, right and centre. Um, but he wanted to do it. He wanted to get Welsh players in as well, kind of homegrown mm. kind of players into the team as well. It wasn't like he was going out and buying, yeah. you know, all these foreign players and stuff where you see now. He, he wanted like a Welsh kind of core to the team as well so and he wound the crowd up yeah he? he'd walk around and he used yeah. to amp them up yeah. to the point where yeah. like everyone's just going wild and yeah. and I think Cardiff um, I mean all the well you've worked at a few clubs where I mean West Ham as well have got a very kind of hard yeah. blue collar yeah. kind of support and an yeah. intimidating place to go yeah. um, but he used to wind them up and the, the, the whole club just became yeah. far more involved very very passionate and you know it wasn't surprising almost that I think they intimidated a lot of teams when they they started going up the league you were a part of that weren't you You yeah 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 now Ninian Park was quite a hostile place to to go and play you know that kind of um, the bog bank there and stuff you know I went up there some great atmospheres in the the cup and it was horrendous (laughs) Ninian Park was the worst (laughs) ground I've ever been to ever ever been to and uh Trouble, yeah. as you can imagine, trouble yeah. outside. Tottenham yeah. have a bit of a reputation, but obviously mm. Cardiff do as well, and it was yeah. horrible. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what was you? No, but he was the catalyst for for everything. You know where the, the club are now. It all kind of started with him, with with his vision and the money he put into the club. Um, and, but he was mad. Yeah, he do some crazy stuff. Um, Talking about know. crazy, Vincent Tan. Um, <laughs> is it true? Right? I heard. I heard that he he instructed. The centre backs to shoot from halfway line. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How that's did that true, come to yeah. me? Or do you not um, want to begin? You well, don't have to say if you don't want to. No, um, I mean, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't really turn up at the games now because he's in an underground just, lane. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you get <laughs> abused by what fat. Well, what Cardiff fans actually come to the ground now uh, really? would hammer him, so he doesn't really come oh, to the right. games. They're doing poor this Ooh, year. This mm. year, the Cardiff manager's been sacked. Um, oh, what was just breaking news? Yeah, um, yeah, he. He did that. No, um, basically, um, I think it was just maybe a season or two before um, Mark Hudson, who was the captain at the time at Cardiff, centre half, scored a goal from the halfway line. Plays for Huddersfield now. Yeah, doing very well. Um, Captain. Yeah. And just got to squeeze, squeeze Huddersfield (laughs) in every opportunity. We've done it in the intro. And that season, um, we. Going for, we were going for a period where we were struggling a little bit and we weren't scoring too many goals so um, he, we'd come in for training one morning and, and the manager I think Russell Slade at the time said look we've got to go into the room here and um, Vincent's got this this video he wants to show all the players Like, so we were like oh, okay so we've all kind of gone in and it was that goal of Hudson score for the halfway line so he, he basically had said to the players look I want you to like start practicing this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like we're not like shooting enough, we're not scoring enough goals. So um, you know, if the centre half gets it, yeah, like have a go. Like 
So oh, um, make him right. So we were. Yeah, but it's so. like it's like it's like, my, it's like Matt or Sue coming in and go right. I want you look. I want you to start not you know don't forget making content. That might be an idea, uh, and, and and start working in in a completely different different department. Start doing the commercial stuff. That, mm. That's the same thing. It's like the, it's crazy. Yeah, I think you know as a as a player and you kind of come in and you hear that you just. You, you're just trying not to chuckle, really. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Everyone's but, chuckling but this amongst is, themselves. This is the thing, because I remember... Um, so the the guy that was the chief exec, managing director of TalkSport, an Australian guy, and he came into the station um, when we got bought out at the time by UTV. And he'd been working at UTV. And he loved his sport, and he'd become in charge of TalkSport. And he didn't get football. And, and you know, didn't get it. Big cricket, big rugby, and all this stuff. But straight away, it was like... Right. Okay. Surely in football we've got to we've got to change the rules, haven't we? We've got to make the goals bigger. And, <laughs> and like you know, why why would you have a nil nil game? It's like, like you know, it just couldn't get it, and and was almost trying to mm. to create a bit of a a, a a brainstorm around. Let's see, let's sort out football and petition, and let's get this sorted out because he just didn't get it. And mm. and I get that's the thing with Vincent Tan. And when you think about all these owners that because they've got money that are able to just come in. To the to the to the mm. English game, and it's then the problem. H- have all of a sudden that autonomy. That's a frightening thing because yeah. then you go right. Actually, we're not going to be the Bluebirds anymore. We're going to be the Red Devils. Mm. <laughs> you know, and you get into that whole messing with the uh, yeah, the legacy, the the, 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 the culture, club. the yeah. tradition of all these things, and they can just yeah. and, and they typically rich people are surrounded yeah. by yes men. So it, it's yeah. a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a mad thing, but um, I mean, he's the, 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 there is this this fit and proper persons test and maybe they should have the multiple choice exactly the agent yeah. it's like f- for a football up. club owner how often do defenders score from the halfway line yeah. I don't know <laughs> if one should be never yeah. you know I mean it seemed, I think the only one I can remember is Jason Cundy uh, but that Tottenham, was a tackle it was a tackle it was into the net from 70 yards <laughs> as, Jason's say, say, as Jason's representative I should say that was a shot yeah yeah, I bump geez. into him every Friday. Well, don't have a word of him. Leave him alone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least let him have Jim. Yeah, well, Nick Jason. West Ham, um, obviously, uh, probably. I mean, in terms of exposure, massive, wasn't it? Uh, uh, you know, you played there four seasons. Is that right? Five, maybe. Yeah. Um, and and she named, which is a bit surprising to me, because everyone I've spoke to. Um, doesn't like Alan Pardew mm. and my experience as a Spurs fan I'm allowed as a fan to like who I like I don't like Alan Pardew but you, <laughs> you put him as like you, the best manager you worked under and He's I wondered how much is that to do with Alan Pardew <clears throat> and more to do with the fact that you've had to work, work under Neil Warnock Mark Hughes and, <laughs> and Megson <laughs> yeah. um, that could have something to do with it um, no I look, I'm not saying that you know he's perfect but for me at the time um you know, I, f- I felt like I learned a lot under him. Um, well, did you just have a different approach? Um, yeah, no, I just thought he was a good manager, a manager who actually would go on the training ground and, and coach and try and make you a better player. You know, in, in 2016, you, know, you can count on probably one hand the amount of managers that actually go out there and, and put on sessions now. A lot of them, they, they've got their coaches who do all that and they just stand on the side and, yeah. and they're on their phone or whatever, you know, but... He was refreshing because he was actually would go. He wanted to get out there and get his hands dirty and, and improve you as a player. So I had, I remember the meeting when uh, me and James signed, and um, also I'd been playing at Cardiff. I was a bit of a, 
I moved into centre back then. When I first went to Cardiff, I was playing right back because West Brom kind of converted me from a centre half when I signed it to mm. a right back. Um, and then Alan Cork at the time, when he came in uh, uh, to Cardiff, he changed me back to centre half. I said I want you to play here along Spencer Pryor, with alongside Spencer Pryor. So I'd been playing there, I'd been doing well, or whatever. And then West Ham kind of came in. So I, we had the meeting, and and he said to me, um, "I've been watching you play at Cardiff, and uh, you know you try and do too much. You're your centre half, but you're running down the wing, and you're trying to dribble and cross balls and things like that." And he said. I don't need you to do that here. You know, you're a good player, but I don't need you to be doing those things because I've got forward players who, to do all that, you mm. just concentrate on on kind of defending. So I'd, I'd never kind of heard that before. But then I thought to myself, you know what? He's exactly right. Because mm. at times I was doing stupid things, you know what I mean? Trying to overplay too much. I'd make yeah. mistakes here and there and stuff. And so I listened Stay to him. Stay in your lane, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know, do your job and the forward players will do that kind yeah. of thing and it made me a better player that season was probably this probably the best season I've had of my whole career I won hammer of the year my first season um, and I just improved as a player he'd get on the training ground and and he'd improve everyone and that's why when people ask me about my, my best managers and stuff I played and that's why I always kind of name him because that's why I felt I kind of developed most as a player and become a better defender more than anything mm. you know I tried to keep things more simple and I made started making less mistakes then and obviously you know the team performed very well so um, but he was a good kind of man manager as well some of the things he used to do kind of off the pitch and stuff as well to you know to keep the lads kind of happy and good team spirit was good as well I remember um, did he love a sunbed yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, He's always having himself. He still yeah. is having himself. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jimmy calls him chocolate. Yeah, but he's good. Like I, I remember what um, I think it might be the first kind of pre-season when I went there, and um, he kind of gave us like a, a night out um, at the end of pre-season. I think we were in Sweden or somewhere like that. Um, so like the staff would kind of come out with us at first flight so we then all meet in a bar or whatever and the staff all the players would be there and then after a couple of hours he'd be like right boy do you want to go off and do whatever go go to a club or whatever fine so but while we were all there together he would and you're all like milling around having a few drinks he'd be like just taking like pictures on a camera and stuff yeah. but yeah but you wouldn't really kind of notice or you or you you might notice and you'd be like mm, what's he kind of doing there yeah, you yeah. wouldn't really think too yeah. much kind of of it so like we kind of get back then from pre-season um, say first game of the Premier League season you're having a meeting like on a, on a Friday projectors kind of up and that so you're going through like your opposition team or whatever and then like you kind of like click the button to go to the next kind of slide and then a picture would kind of come up of like one of the boys like with his like arm around like a bird or something or, do you know what I mean or like just doing something totally right, stupid right. but oh, you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't remember it but you know he'd have taken a kind of photo from the, the trip or something mm. and then you're not even expecting it kind of thing and then this picture comes up of you like you know necking some bird and you just like all oh, the lads just start pissing themselves laughing you know but That's good. but it was good like it was, you'd make like the meetings kind of fun and stuff and, yeah yeah but um, yeah, I mean, he's he kind of divides opinion a little bit, parts. I think he's yeah. a bit fifties marmite. You either love him or you or you kind of hate him. So. Yeah, I'm in I'm in the hate camp, <laughs> but it's just really he don't just, help himself with some of the things yeah. he kind of does yeah. on the sidelines. He and, don't bother me. He's just a it's just a character. I quite like it when people have got a you know their own mm. little 
Yeah. Jim told me this story. He was um, in a bar with, with Pardew and a mate of theirs who does like lifestyle management with him, who's Alan's his client or something. And um, this guy brings a pint, drinking the circle like we're sat now. And Alan Pardew's got a bottle of beer. Mm. And he brings a pint to it. He goes, you're not drinking that with me. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, no, you're not having a drink. You're not having a, p- a pint glass with me. You either put it in a half or go and get a bottle. What? <laughs> that ain't true. That's true. You asked Jim. And Why? I, I don't know, but it was like, well, there's mm. Maxi had these little nuances. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was an OCD thing. I remember, like, a few of us we used to go out, obviously, on the town, like, when we were allowed and stuff. I can remember, like, once or twice, actually getting to a nightclub and the bouncer, like, on the door saying... You don't want to go in there like your your managers in there. That's <laughs> right. So you'd be like, oh, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, off we go. Like, try and find another club, kind of thing. So, yeah, Paz, you love like. And a, he's in there dancing on the table, dancing away. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he's been, in my bed quite a bit. I think. Right. Yeah, There's I think been pictures in there of uh, it coming out in the press and stuff and being caught with birds and whatnot. Yeah. So. Are you married? Are you? No, oh. no, oh, no, okay. not yet. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so, so tell us about Warnock as well because like, <laughs> Neil Warnock uh, he, I know from him managing Huddersfield and seeing some uh, some great video of him in the dressing rooms and some of his speeches which were fucking amazing and you can see these on YouTube some great speeches that he's a a, a manager with many nuances and he's a bit of a character mm. what was it like what was your encounters with him like oh, it's, that season was uh crazy honestly it's probably the craziest season I've had in my career to be honest with you um, from start to finish just the whole the when I signed yeah QPR yeah So did, he wasn't sure about did, signing me at first you because, played 17 games then didn't you so yeah. Warnock signed you Warnock signed me yeah um, I had from to go to his house and like have a meeting with him because he wasn't sure about signing me because, because he remembered me as the player I was at Cardiff when I used to like when I was saying I used to run down the wing because right. he was at Sheffield United at the time so okay. we used to play in the same league so yeah. he still thought I was kind of that player so I had to like convince him look I'm not really that way anymore yeah. I don't play that way signed anyway um, they'd already started pre-season I had done nothing like no pre-season or anything they'd gone like he goes to Cornwall every pre-season that's and, right like, got a house like, down there yeah so we like I'd literally come on the day of a game so we trained in the morning and he said oh don't worry you won't play like in the evening or whatever it's your first day's training um, trained in the morning did a little bit of running game started in the night someone gets injured centre half after five minutes goes down cut on his head I'm just sitting there like with my feet thinking he's not gonna like I'm not coming on <laughs> Danny come on <laughs> I'm like Sure, he's not. Of course, no, nah, can't yeah, be me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> on day. 85 minutes, like I played. Were, were first your legs game. gone, or were you right? I got through it. Luckily, it was like the team were like not very good. We beat him like 12 nil or something stupid. But right. so then that week, I think I, I did an 85, a 60, and a 45 all in in one week. I'm thinking this is just I've never done anything like this before. Then he kind of goes, "This is old school." But and that was just the start of it, I suppose. Um, lots of new players kind of come in. Um, Tony Fernandez took over um, when I signed it's probably like it's the biggest kind of team photo of new players I've ever seen it was about six or seven of us all like new signings all right. taking photos together um, it was just it was just bonkers bonkers um, but crazy, he, crazy he just had a way of getting you to play for him though on a Saturday is yeah. really strange like some of the things you just would think 
you know, he can't be doing that. Like training, he wasn't interested in training really. You know what I mean? Mm. He'd let the coaches do that. He'd be on like the cross training in the gym with his headband on and I, or he'd come out halfway through and be on his phone. Like training didn't really <laughs> matter. Yeah, honestly, that. honestly. <laughs> I remember, so we'd, um, we'd got into the playoffs, right? And we played Birmingham on the last game of the season and they'd got promoted in front of us. And um, so, you, you know, in the last game of the season, you have like, maybe it's a week and then you play the, the first playoff yeah. leg that, that next week. And he's like, um, and basically Birmingham beat us to win the league at home on the last game of the season. And in this, this speech he's doing afterwards, like this talk, and he's like, come on, look how tired you all are. It's really taking it out of you today. But, you know, you see them celebrating. That's what we're aiming for. And he's like, but what you've got to do, you've got to prepare right, lads. You've got to get the right food. You've got to get your pasta. You've got to get your sleep. You've got to get your rest. And he's like... Now you've got your piss up Tuesday. Saying <laughs> all that, he's like, but obviously, you know, we, we've got the piss up on Tuesday, like yeah. at the end of season uh, drinks or whatever. That's, that's, that's what yeah. he was like. Like pre-season, we after Cornwall, we went to Italy and we got there the first day, and he was kind of like, "Go on, lads, go out and get piss," kind of thing. And everyone's looking at each other like, or well, some of the people who knew him. Is this a test? Is yeah, that... but the he's new like, scientists were like, "This is a wind up in a yeah." He's trying to catch us out, and everyone just went out and was on the pit. He's like, "I trust you. You won't like do anything bad." We was here last year. Everyone behaved, and everyone just went out like first day on the on yeah. on the piss kind of thing. Yeah, nah, no one kind of. What, what does misbehaving in footballing sense mean? Yeah. Well, you know, if you have too many drinks and maybe you, you know, you're coming in silly hours of the morning or you're, causing a bit, you're abusing people and it gets back to the manager or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was just sending old tweets school. to fans. Old school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tweeting, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, it was. Oh, it was bonkers actually bonkers and then you know he got sacked really halfway through which it was probably a little bit harsh because we were on a little bit of a bad run but he, you know he wasn't doing too bad but mm. just the characters that had come into the club were like you know Joey signed um, you had Adele Tarap who was there and oh, yeah. Jay Boff right there was just so many different it's funny you mentioned those characters three there. <laughs> those three right because I know a story that you've mentioned previously about fights breaking out of QPR and you said that was a relatively common... <laughs> there was a few there. What, what was going on? Because Joe Barton, Jay Boothride and Adele Tarap don't seem like a mix <laughs> that, that, that would go particularly well. Well, that was the problem, really, that season. There were so many different personalities in the dress room, you know, there's so many different kind of clicks and stuff and egos, oh, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it was never going to kind of go well, really. Um Everyone had their own kind of opinion. Um, Whose clip were you in? <laughs> well, it was me. I was with me, Joey, uh, Clint Hill, uh, Jamie Mackey, right. uh, Sean Derry. That was kind of our side of the okay. change room. And you kind of had like, the other side was like the brothers. So you had like uh, Bobby Zamora, Sean White Phillips, right. um, Anton Ferdinand who come like so... I don't know why I was that side, to be honest with you. I think those two lads were looking at me thinking, shouldn't you be over here with us? But, um, no, I'm like... Um, it's I more about I'm, your personality. Yeah, it's more of like, yeah, I was just kind of sat that side, really. I was drawn kind of to them, and that's more what I kind of got on with, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, it was difficult for Warnock to manage everyone's kind of egos and some of the players didn't really like how he was going to kind of mm. going about things um, you know it wasn't the most kind of professional a bit kind of old school um, you know even like team meetings I think we, we got about 10 games into the Premier League season we hadn't had one 
meeting on on the opposition. I don't think yeah. that you know wow. he wasn't really too bothered about stuff yeah. like that. You know, um, the manager. You, you just, but sorry, sorry. But when things are going wrong and you're losing few games suddenly it becomes kind of an issue you know like yeah. people start questioning it saying well we're not professional enough and this ain't happening that ain't happening and that was probably the start of the downfall for mm. for war not really you know you do get the i don't know why you just assume that football clubs would be really well run and that teams would be really well run and that people would really know what they're doing but i think that what's become clear over time over this last five or six years is that especially in England <laughs> English managers there's just kind of this very not a very forward thinking it is a little bit like I oh, just you know yeah. give them a slap on the ass and fucking tell them to get out there and make a nuisance yeah. of themselves it, it just feel like we're, we're, we're lacking yeah. and then when you see all the debacle going on with England yeah. it's kind of I think every manager every think? manager's different you know um, everyone's got their own agendas and I don't think it helps now the way football is with the amount of like money that's in the game now and you know the the pressures involved as well with management. I think everyone's just become it's become a selfish kind of sport now. It's right. a team sport, but it's very individual now. Everyone's got their own agendas and trying to look after themselves and mm. and you've got some managers who want to better themselves, they want to develop, they want to study the game and mm. and evolve as football evolves, but then you've got some managers who stay exactly the same do yeah. exactly the same things every yeah. single club that they go to and mm. won't change anything and and then they're just not going to change kind of for nothing so every manager's different and you know I've had a fair few in my career and, and none of them are are the same you know everyone's got their own mm. kind of different ideas some players you'll, you, you kind of take to that mm. and others you question it and you you know, it doesn't take long for a manager to lose players these days. You know, players figure you out within a couple of weeks if they yeah. don't like what they're seeing, and especially if you're not winning games the first few games, and you know, players just they mm. just down tools. Like, is that, is that a real thing? I think so. Yeah, I think more so than ever. Really, no, more you, so you than ever. Like, oh, the players let the manager down when he's left, and they start playing for a new manager. That's that's a genuine thing. Like, I think you can see that. Like, you can yeah. see that. No, no, I can't. From, 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 oh, they play on the that. pitch. I think you know. You can tell when players are mm. buying into a manager's philosophy and when they're not. I think you can see. Like, but I always assumed that that was just a cliche that fans use because they don't really understand what's going on. I think some fans don't understand, but a lot of fans can see it as well. You know, I speak yeah. to a lot of fans on Twitter and, and agree with a lot of things that they say because. If you really look and you know a little bit about football, you can see like you can see from a performance on a night a ninety minute performance on a Saturday some of the things that might be wrong behind the scenes when, in uh, football. When QPR were playing bad, <clears throat> how hard did Adele Tarrat work? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were playing good, how hard did he work as well? Yeah, yeah. Now, like he was um one of the best players I've played with, to be honest with you. Like in training, you just do some incredible things. You know, you couldn't believe some of the things yeah. he would do. But he did on the pitch, to be fair, and on he the had pitch a as season, well. Yeah, where he was. Yeah, the season that carried it. So yeah, well, QPR got promotion. He was a big part of it. Um, and Warnock managed him very well. He basically would just say to him, "Look, Adele, look, don't come in until Thursday because he's just a nuisance." You know, so he'd keep him away from the training ground and just say, "Look, like come in Thursday." Yeah, he just not in it's a bad way, crazy. but you know, he just you know, he's sometimes he's just lazy, or mm. you know, if he wasn't happy about something, sulk, he'd sulk. Yeah, um, just add that in him could be a negative influence on the rest of the team. So I think at one point he was playing well on a Saturday, so Warnock was just saying, "Look, I'll see you Thursday." 
but everyone else obviously was in, but to manage him, and he got the best out of him. So when I signed, he actually sat a few of us down, the senior players, when we got promotion, I signed, and he said, look, this is what I'm going to do with Adele. It worked for me last season. You know, try not to get on his back too much when he's not doing this, not doing that, because this is what I did for him last season, and it worked. All right. So we're all thinking, right, oh, OK, I don't know how that's going to mm. work, because I, I know Joey's here, Sean Derry, Clint yeah. Hill, there's a lot of people... If you're not doing something right, they'll tell you. Yeah. And within a few games, I mean, we, Tottenham was probably the first one, the first bust up. We played Tottenham and got one nil, mate. Modric scored. I don't know what it was actually. <laughs> um, and there was a bust up like at half time between him and and Joey because he wasn't pulling his weight, he wasn't tracking back. We were getting murdered. I think it must have been more than one. I think. Oh, sorry, Wild Lane. Yeah, Wild yeah, Lane. Sorry, I And. Yeah, so they kind of had a bust up. Joey ended up basically saying to the manager, look, um, if he plays next week, I ain't playing, kind of thing. So, um, you know, he was, Joey was like that. You know, if you're not grafting like him and putting a shift in for the team, he'd let you know to the point where he would say something like that. You know, well, if he's going to be playing next week and not running around, I ain't going to play. Who did play next week? Um, I think they both played. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, I think they did. So, um, you know, it was, it was like that all the time. It was uh, just arguments. There was so many different egos. Obviously, the team wasn't doing that well then. And then Warnock went, Mark Hughes came in and he somehow galvanised the team a bit. And I don't know how we actually stayed up with mm. the players we had and what was going on, but but we managed to kind of do it. So, mm. mad, was, mad season. Was he still playing? No, he went on loan to Benfica or something, didn't he? I think, or somewhere. And then um, he went AC Milan, I think. He went... Benfica. That's right. When we going to um, AC Milan? Did QPR sign another real bad boy? Ravel Morrison. Did they sign him? Yeah, yeah, they had him for a bit. For a little bit. What's he yeah. doing? Nothing. He's at Lazio. He hasn't played. He's played four no. games. Do you know Ravel at all? Yeah. Well, he came to Cardiff. Um, the season, my last season at Cardiff, and I ended up caretaker manager for four games. Oh, when yeah, I read Solskjaer that. I got sacked. Well, oh, he came in basically the day that I taken over as caretaker manager. Yeah. Well, so that's I'd, when Ravel Morrison yeah right, so I'd okay. like the, the kind of the CEO on the phone saying look Ravel's coming in texting making him feel welcome and all this and that but at the time he had he had this kind of court case thing hanging over him because he, like, right. he might be going to prison because you know he had some bust up with his ex-girlfriend or something like that yeah. Yeah. and you're like just give us a minute I'm just, so, I'm just uh, <laughs> in the gym with my headband on doing my tell him to come in Thursday so well this 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 was at Cardiff this was at Cardiff so um He's coming on loan. So this has happened. This is hanging over his head. And like the CEO kind of at Cardiff is going, look, we want to make him feel welcome. He's a brilliant player and all this, that, the other. Um, and um, we, if he does well, we want to sign him permanently in January. So kind of Scott Young, who had taken over caretaker and me, has gone, well, Ken, you do know that, like, you know, he's got this thing over his head. He mm. might go to prison. Mm. So he might not be able to sign him. And the CEO's kind of like, ah, don't worry about that. Like, yeah. we'll just like pay the judge off. <laughs> he won't go. He won't go to prison. So we're like, young, you look at each other. Oh my God. So, um, but what a talent. Like, one of the best players I've played with again in training. You just could not get the ball off him. He was ridiculous. But he's just like a, just like a little kid at times, you know? Yeah. I remember this is another story first game that we managed to get him into the team because you know we like they wanted to get him into the team he needs to play so I think we were playing Blackpool so we've told Ravel that he's going to be um, starting so we've done the training session 
finished the training session and um he lived on the kind of the training ground there's like apartments on the training complex so mm. you could literally walk two minutes home so we finished training gone in for lunch or whatever and like where the building is for lunch is like a balcony and it looks over onto the training ground so we finished lunch me and scott young and then we've kind of gone out on the balcony just to have a chat about what we were going to do tactics wise and stuff for the game so we've looked over onto the training ground and Ravel's like on the training ground with his mates with a bag of balls just like crossing and kind of finishing and like taking shots with his mates and me and like Youngie just looking at each other like this guy's starting a game yeah. tomorrow and he's like just messing around on the training ground with a load of his mates with like he kept the bag of balls in his like apartment and you just go out on the training ground in the afternoon and just like just play, play Wembley or whatever with his mates and <laughs> starting tomorrow like so we're shouting to him Ravel get off, get off the fucking pitch <laughs> get, get in your apartment and rest kind of thing that's just like oh, hang on, I thought that, that was always like your your uh, oh the, the, after, yeah after the game you'd then go out onto the pitch and practice three kicks and play Wembley. Well, wouldn't play Wembley. Not you know, with your mates. Not though. with your mates. No, <laughs> not like two hours after. Yeah. Like maybe like you a few free kicks after mm. right at the end of training. Then you say right, getting yourself mm. in before lunch. Not like you go in at training, you get changed, you have lunch, and then at three o'clock you look out and he's on the training pitch when you're like travelling to Brighton the next day for a game yeah uh, to uh, Blackpool so uh, so, what, the, so was, did, like, he didn't go to prison then no did they, happen. I wonder why <laughs> <laughs> did, and, didn't happen yeah. uh, so what happened what, he did, did he play well for, uh, did he didn't really perform um, he did okay but he didn't play to the you know capabilities that he could you know it must be frustrating when you see someone as talented because he, he for West Ham he absolutely tore Tottenham a new one yeah and that we goal were, he scored was a joke this was the time <laughs> we were alright yeah. you know we were doing okay and he just tore it up um, so and now he's over at Lazio playing was he played four games in a year it just seems such a waste but yeah, what it feels can like do? a waste doesn't it mm. right what the so I was just sorry I was just following this through so he went to um, Lazio and then he scored twice in a he made his debut in a 40 nil victory against CS Aronzo scoring two goals and providing two assists with his overall performance sending the fans into ecstasy Uh, (laughs) he then made his and then it seems to have fizzled and it's um, it's been cited that his inability to speak Italian is why and it doesn't like he's played at all this year so what's he doing in Italy what will he actually be just sort of like just playing with his mates in the the sun just playing FIFA probably in his apartment I don't know like I really don't know what do you reckon he's doing Jim? I don't know. I reckon he should what sign with New Era and they'll get him a club back here. That's what I reckon. <laughs> he should pay that agents fee, maybe. Just <laughs> get into that instead. Um, okay, um, just one final thing to end up. I just wanted to, to just to touch upon this because um, uh, just the, the transfer thing. I mentioned it at the beginning, but mm. boy, what is it? What was it like when? Because you you signed over with James Collins, and but which must have been easier going from Cardiff with, with one of your best mates yeah. to, to to West Ham, but. The, how, how long does that process take and what is it sometimes very quick and Jim you might be able to help <coughs> chip in with this as well mm. I think sometimes it's quick sometimes it can be it can be a protracted it can be, yeah it depends and who's generally to blame for that sort of stuff is it Matt? well uh, just Could just be example players people agents? track their feet like agents? just yeah. going back to Ash and when Cardiff wanted him yeah. like I had Dave Jones on the phone and then I'd have Peter Ridge down on the phone I'm like well you know, we're waiting for you to make decisions and they're asking me questions like mm. and we're like waiting for you to pull the trigger Ash wants you know ready to come mm. um, and then for whatever they're probably having that conversation with another agent about another player maybe three or four different conversations and uh, for whatever reason mm. it, it, it takes time 
um, but sometimes it can be very quick. They want to play, it happens. Yeah. And Swansea were very, very quick. They didn't muck about. Like I spoke to Roberto Martinez, spoke to the chairman. Next day he was kind of gone. So mm. I, I guess it depends on how much it they want to play. It can depend, yeah, on the player. It can depend on the other club, how much they want a player. Like when... When Ash moved to Everton recently, you know that took a bit more time than it probably should have. You know, after the kind of the, the first bid being accepted, because there was a few kind of things that needed ironing out. I think Swansea weren't too happy with one or two things, and you know wanted a little bit more money and stuff like that. So it does work both ways. When me and James left and went to to West Ham, we basically it was quite quick. Yeah. You know, it was done within a couple of days. Um, at the time, Cardiff had almost gone into administration like players were leaving left right and centre you know because um, we needed the money so we didn't get paid like for a couple of months and we, when me and James then signed for West Ham we were kind of owed like bonuses and money and stuff but um, we were told at the time then if we didn't kind of go no. to West Ham and waver the money then we wouldn't have been allowed to kind of go at all did you never get that money so um, no well we had to waver the money Otherwise, he said the transfer is kind of off. We're not kind of be allowed to go. So, you know, there's always kind of different stipulations and things that kind of pop up, which can hold a transfer up. Or sometimes it's just yeah, if the player wants to go, the you know yeah, the from, team won you, and it, it can get done quite quickly. From so. a fans' perspective, you know, you think about the, the players waving money, and you think oh, that's no big deal. They earn loads of money, but what you forget, and we talk to we talk to a guy who advises footballers to about how to manage their finances, and some some footballers are exposed quite heavily to, to to a lot of outgoings and not being paid for two months. Doesn't matter how rich you are or how wealthy you are, yeah, it's going to expose you know you a lot of them in trouble. Anyway, so you you you, you retired now. Um, yep. And I, I didn't tell you this before because I thought you might say no. But by <laughs> being on the Bull Street, you're right. now a member of Bull Street FC. Really? That's yep. right. Signed up member. Thank you um, very much. Well, actually, we'll be signed up once you paid your subs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we've got our very own football team. We're in the lookout for a centre back because Chris Pajak played centre back last time. <laughs> <laughs> the least athletic man. We're I've not. Ever seen. We're not very good uh, at dealing with crosses. No, yeah. that's our thing. Yeah. A lot of goals come from crosses. Did he? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. We've got yeah. a bit of batters up top, but if, if you can play as so long as you in. promise yep. not to get carried away and go hunting glory. <laughs> no, no, him no. and Doobs, we're going to be laughing. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So I played with Doobs um, a couple of months back oh, in a charity right. game. That's he right. And he pulled his army after about. So we do actually have a we've got quite a nice, nice side. squad at Doobry, Gabadon. Uh, we've got Liam McKenzie up front yeah, uh, Reese Weston said he's not interested no uh, Sam Parkin uh, up front as well yeah, Sam Parkin big man and yeah. uh, Jimmy man. Bullard in the midfield yeah. legs in the midfield that's yeah. not bad is it out. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all I'm saying is don't stray too far from North London if you can because yeah. your call could come at any minute yeah I'm ready the record um, alright it's been the, the long yeah. podcast once again Jim thanks for stepping in no thank you it wasn't interesting I loved the kind of Awkwardness at the beginning of the podcast. That was great. <laughs> <Is> that well, <laughs> we'll have a little chat quickly. like when yeah. you when you uh, stop recording okay. about the uh, the Ashley Williams. <laughs> I'll open stop recording. You're always on. Wherever you walk in this building, I'll be recording. Uh, that, Danny, mate, thank you so much for giving Pleasure. us the time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, and let's oh. let's give a plug to um, hanging up the boots. Uh, it's you, you yourself, Reef Weston, yeah, Sam Parkin. Sam Parkin, yeah. You've had yeah. Troy Deeney on. Yeah, we've had some decent ones on. Uh, Troy Deeney, Joe Ledley, Paddy McCarthy, um, Damien Delaney. We've had a fair few interesting players on. So, yeah, that's what we kind of do. You can find the, the, that podcast on Audio Boom and obviously iTunes. 
Have they not had uh, Gary Flavel on? Yeah, yeah, yes, oh, actually, yeah, not forgetting. Um, Jesus Christ! So I was like, himself. I was giving, uh, I was giving, I was, I was helping out Sam and, and Reese because I've just been helping them along, and, and I'm a nice guy. And the uh, and Reese couldn't go because he had personal problems come up, right? And Sam goes, "Do you fancy sitting in?" And I was like, "Fuck off, no!" <laughs> Do I fancy sitting in next to some professional footballers talking about? leaving the game and, and moving on to other things I'm like no I think I might be a little bit out of my depth here but you spoke well cheers I mean sure I can speak I know did. nothing about football in, in, in the playing perspective <laughs> yeah. I've said it before but genuinely playing living side is so, so hard I just can't get my head around it so, so <laughs> I'll watch the thing how long did I last 20 minutes you know, like from step towns the, the, the old man and then when you got subbed off you actually stood in the centre so going no fuck <laughs> off no I'm not fucking coming off so, <laughs> I felt like I hadn't shown what I could do yet <laughs> yeah you did you'd shown plenty what you could do <laughs> fair enough yeah, fair enough you chum fuck all yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you'll see that Bull Street FC I'm not sure I'll get a game but there we go um, all right, that's it. Matt, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. See you at the far post. See you, mate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.